This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, where Corey Majors has single-handedly You're welcome. bid our table up to, is it fifteen or $1,600 It is right at now? $1,600 right now to hang out with us at Jared Sandler's Swinging for a Cause on this Sunday, by the way. Correct. Uh, on the field at Globe Life Field. If you would like to up that bid, all you got to do is call in and talk with Alec and tell him, hey, I want to go to 17, 18, 19, 20, whatever it is. You make your bids and enjoy the dinner with us, man. Right now, brought to you, I'm excited about that, brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good day to you guys. Now, we're going to get you involved in a conversation that was mostly off air, but I'm just curious. If you had to rate on a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a head coach do you think Mike McCarthy is? Right now? Yeah. Or over his career? Let's say right now. I I would say you should give him credit for a nine. Wow. That's impressive. Let's well, no, sure I mean. It's a big number. It really is. To the morning show. I mean, look what what he's done so far, right? I mean, I know, you know, he hadn't won a Super Bowl here. Uh, but 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 8 and 3. And the arrows pointed up. Uh, I think he's done a pretty good job, uh, especially you know over this last streak of not not only winning the games they should win, but pummeling people. Right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, does he get any credit for what the offense is doing? You know, we keep asking. We you know everybody's like, well, Dak, this is the best he's ever played. Oh, Tony Pollard, he's on the upswing. Well, somebody had to be behind some of that, right? Somebody's calling plays or putting the plays in, so, so you don't, I don't believe know, it's does all he get Dak any Prescott. credit? I believe it's the offensive line. Okay, it's huge when the offensive line's doing their protections right; it changes everything. I mean, and not only protections, blocking but how field. about blocking yeah. for Pollard? Yes, I mean two things have taken place, right? And everybody's trying to figure out well what happened. Well, to me, some consistency and continuity on the offensive line is what it's all about. Um, go look at what these other teams are doing that have either poor offensive lines or a bunch of injuries. Uh, you know, your offense goes downhill. So I think the more this offensive line played together uh, as a starting five, I think you've seen the results, especially in the, the last three games. Dak hasn't been hardly touched. Uh, and Pollard all of a sudden is scoring touchdowns. So uh, – I think that's the common denominator to me uh, because both guys are flourishing and why all of a sudden, right? Uh, so I think that had a lot to do with the offensive line. How much How much of that was just being healthy again? Uh, well, or was it learning, the learning process? No, I think they're healthy and they've had some 
continuity playing together. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, they, didn't, they weren't together in training camp. The majority of the, the season, uh, early in the season, they weren't together. Uh, now in these last three games, I'm trying to think how I – oh, no, last six games. Uh, so that's, th- that's uh, 30 starts, right? They've had 29. Only Tyron Smith has missed a game over the last six. So that means they're also practicing together. Uh, but more than that, playing together, because you only get one practice in pads for the offensive line a week, right? Yeah. And, and, it's, and so, you know, it, it takes a while, I think, for that group. And I think they've kind of hit their stride. Uh, and, again, I, you know, I keep pointing out, you know, what they did on Dottles screen pass touchdown uh, on Thanksgiving. You had three great blocks out there, and that included Jake Ferguson, uh, Tyler Biotish, and uh, Zach Martin getting out in space. Uh, And so I think there's some continuity getting going there, and if that's the case, then the the offense is going to flourish and benefit from the offensive line playing better. I did a little digging also, and they had seven uh, false starts uh, to before the, the, like up to the Niners game. They've mm-hmm. only had five cents. And I do think that has a lot to do with like the you know, the continuity as well, the trust, the understanding what their jobs are as well. Well and yeah, and you know, kind of playing together, yes. playing more. Uh not thinking and, and too a lot much. of times, you know, sometimes the false starts are not just because you know, you don't know what you're doing. Sometimes you're trying to get a jump on who's ever in front of you, right? How many false starts do you think Micah Parsons is caused? Lots. You're right? And, yeah. and so sometimes it, the false starts are, okay, I, I need to get going here because this guy's going to get a step on me. Sometimes a piece of ice gets stuck in your pads and then melts and goes oh. down your butt crack. And then you get you false start and you're the center and the coach okay. is like, well, how did that happen? And you're like, I'm just a high school kid. Here we go! I, you need to get a hold of him. That was me. I will I will allow that, but that's the only acceptable false start for a center. For a center. It just I always think about it like this. Did you snap the ball yet? No. Then you should not it be moving. Me. You have control of your false starts. Now, if the ice thing happens, I get that. The rest of the offensive line, I get it. If you're the center, you should not be having false starts. Well, and the greatest center of all, false started what, twice? Monday, uh, in the Eagles game against Buffalo? Yeah. Right? Because he started moving the ball. Yeah. And they caught him. Busted. Right? Because sometimes I think those guys do it and think they're going to get away with it. Mickey, I think we're at a point. I think we're at a point now where we're all starting to go, okay, what is the real story behind here we go? And I'm, I asked, I was talking with Bobby this morning and he was like, we don't know. And I said, has anybody ever asked me? He said, somebody should just ask him. Do you have a different story that you've heard from or around him about Here We Go? I, I think it was just kind of a cute little thing. I mean, what was it last year? Uh, well, somebody is saying that he was doing a little bit of it last year, no, too. No, there, there was another key word to, to start things. Omaha. Maybe That's, it was Omaha, was right? <laughs> something like that. I, I, I don't remember, but there was something, and I think they just changed it this way. Here we go, and... And now here we go, right? So it's it's so I have this theory that it's a mantra to kind of get guys. It's almost hypnosis to kind of get guys oh. into that mental. Everything's been taken care of. Now we focus on the next 
like on the play instead of setting up and all those things. That's pretty deep. I, I really, I think there's a deeper <laughs> meaning to it, Mickey. And I think you need to, I need you to ask Dak that now. I think okay. You got to be the guy that stands up and goes, all right, Dak, here, here we are. Here we go. Here we are. Yes. How, are you, how are we going? We need the truth. And if it goes really well, you can take all the credit. Yes. If it right. goes poorly, just be like, do you ever well, listen Corey to? Well, yeah. yeah. One time he had ice melt in his pads. Yeah. So see, it's a win-win for you, Mick. Yeah. You take all absolutely. the glory. And none of the failure. That'll be the difference in this game on Thursday, right? I Yeah. Well, actually, one of the things I wanted to point out, and I, I don't know how much you care about this or have investigated this. This has bothered me for a while. The Cowboys struggle pretty mightily in the third quarter compared to the rest of the game. Now, I know there's multiple factors at play, and one of them is, obviously, they take the ball a lot to start the game. I, I'm curious... Have you seen anything different in the third quarter, or is there anything slow out of halftime about this team that you've noticed because they have the best point differential in the league, but they get outscored in the third quarter, which seems odd to me. Yeah, it does. Um, And I don't know if there's a correlation by how many possessions you have in the third quarter because if the other team's getting uh, the ball first – Right. Which I believe they have seven of 11 times. So there's something to that. But then I just looked back at the game this past Thursday and I was like, well, we shut them down and got the ball back and then did right. nothing with it. Well, they did because they drove the majority of that drive that they scored like three plays into the fourth quarter. Sure. And that was that their second drive of the third quarter, though? Um, I didn't bring my play-by-play down with me. Hey, Kevin, why'd you? Why'd you I got everything else here. Okay, <laughs> but I, but I know that the majority of that drive was in the third quarter. They right. just scored in the fourth quarter, and, and it was probably their only second possession of the third. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you you know blame it on the defense for giving up long drives, and then you don't have the ball very much uh, in the third quarter. That was actually their third drive of it the was. third quarter. They okay. run seven plays and punted twice before that. Okay. All right. Well, maybe maybe the other team made better adjustments. See, that's the soundbite <laughs> I was looking for. No, I, I Are I, you gonna I, use no, no, that later no, in the week? No, like... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I really am curious because they score a ton of points at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They score a ton of points every other spot in the game. But right. in the third quarter, they're averaging three points per quarter. Well, maybe they're playing – well, not this last game, right, because it was 20-10. to 10. Yep. Did you look at what the halftime scores were in those games? Yes, and they're not all as lopsided Lot, as, as you as, might think. Okay, very good. Because that's a consideration that, well, okay, we don't have to do much. Let's just not screw up. Right? That is true. Wouldn't you think, though – I mean, I would make a pretty strong argument. Like, obviously, the other Giants game where they were winning 6,000-0 to zero, – but I, I would make a pretty strong argument that 20 to 10 is a game where you need to make something happen in the third quarter. Right. No, I absolutely agree with you because you're one mistake away from a three point game, right? Yes, absolutely. So the first Giants game, it was 26 to nothing at halftime. Yes. Um, I mean, and, and there are definitely a few in there where they were just rolling that team. But like the Jets game. That was close. 18 to 10. Yeah. The Cardinals game, obviously, that was losing yeah. 21 yeah. 10. And so you need to do something there. The Patriots game, I get that because that's another one where you were absolutely rolling them. The Chargers game was close. Like, there, there were a lot of games along the way where it was pretty close at halftime. 
losing to San Francisco. Yep. 21-7. Yep. Yeah, they got beat up in that one very early on. They were beating the Rams 33-9. to So I think there's at least three games in there where you yeah. were like, it's probably a wrap. Right. But in the other eight, it's been, eh. They got to go to the whip after halftime. Or the nay nay. Get, get them going. <laughs> That's probably not a top. Butterfly's old. <laughs> probably not a top. Maybe like a Tootsie Roll. Kevin's talking about dance moves. Yeah. Nikki. yeah. He, That's he probably not hilarious. the most topical <laughs> reference in the world. Giants, the second time around, 28 to nothing. And they actually scored 14 points in that Yeah, game. so the best third quarter they might have had <laughs> is they were dominating. So much for that, right? Yeah, is, all right, thank you very much, good sir. We will catch up with you again tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow's prediction day. day. That's yes, right. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right. Mickey See Spagnola guys. from DallasCowboys.com. Another easy win tomorrow for the Cowboys. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a physical game, uh, but I think the Cowboys will have just, just enough to edge it out. There. You can talk about it. With us on Sunday. Uh, I'll, huh? At Swing for a Cause. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I can also talk about it Friday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo uh, Wild Wings. Thank you very much. In Rockwall, we're going to be hanging out, and there's going to be some Cowboys Eagles tickets available thanks to Miller That's Light awesome. there. Uh, I did. I, I saw this a moment ago, Kevin. I wanted to bring this to the table. Rangers 2023 Team Award recipients. Do oh. you have this already? <laughs> no. As selected by the DFW chapter of BBWAA. Buffalo Wild Wings of America. Of America, yeah. Uh, player of the Year. <laughs> no, that's not really Who would you give Player of the Year to, Mike? Corey Seager. Corey Seager is Player of the Year. Pitcher of the Year. Corey Seager. Jacob DeGrom. Because I want him to win it. Are you really going with Corey Seager? No. Nate Nate guess. Give me a guess. Ivaldi. Dane Dunning. Oh, of the I year. love it. I know. And that's your guy. You I were all over it. Dane Dunning all Remember year. When he called me Mr. Mike. <laughs> so I do. Him for the first time. I was like, <laughs> yes, hey, man, I, I think you're going to be a good pitcher in this league. He goes, thanks a lot, Mr. Mike. <laughs> that was a good moment. And so there you go, Kevin. Like that's I'm Nathan Evaldi because he was so great. and He was he so dominant in the playoffs. But yeah, he got hurt for a stretch. And Dane Dunning good. was amazing, man. Like he. He filled in he, the role tremendously. Yes. Uh, rookie of the year. I mean, I, I, it's Josh Young. I know you're going to say Evan Carter, no, it right? It has to be Josh Young. It's Josh Young. It is Josh Young, even though Evan Carter was the little savior. Uh, Harold McKinney Good Guy Award. Who do you think the good guy on Jose that Clark. Well, he'll get the Roll Age Relief Man of the Award. <laughs> um, do you remember that? The Roll Age Relief Man. Um, good guy. Good, good guy. guy. John Gray won the Roberto Clemente. That is true, but that, that is it's, not the Rangers okay. Award. Kevin, you want to take a guess on who the good guy is? Jonah Heim. Oh, That's my Austin guess. Hedges. Nathaniel Lowe ah. uh, gets that. And the Richard Durrett Hardest Working Player Award goes to? Jankowski. Ooh. That's an interesting guess right there. Is that your guess also? Marcus Simeon. Leody Tavares. Marcus Simeon had more at-bats than any player in the history yeah. of baseball in a season. I but feel you know like hard... in these awards, they're like, he also makes $30 million. It's not <laughs> fair to him. Okay. <laughs> right? It's not fair, but I feel like it's kind of like yeah. at the dinner awards that you have in high school or whatever, they have the MVP, the hitter of the year, the pitcher of the year, and then they have the hardest worker of the year. Nothing against the hardest worker of the year, but usually that's like, Let's give the hardest worker of the year award to somebody okay. who probably wouldn't win these awards. Fair enough. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, it's time for Mike to ask all the football questions. Oh, no. What? I'm ready, man. It's quarterback time in the AFC.
Next on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, it's time for potentially Mike asks all the football questions. Mike, would you like to do that segment? Yeah. I went to CBS Sports to kind of find some more NFL information to ask you guys questions, and I'm not sure if CBS has, like, some sort of bug going on right now. But it pretty much, like, shut down my computer, so I'm restarting it. Because that always solves all the problems. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. I have this football question for you guys, and I guess I've been saving it till now. I was looking at the AFC playoff picture and just going into the season, remember how great the AFC sure. looked at quarterback? Yeah. I Obviously, Mahomes is the best, and he's the best by far in all conference is. Agreed. But you just look at it and you thought, my gosh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, right? Trevor Lawrence coming up in this world. Still Lamar Jackson's around. Well, let's look at this again as we're not close to the playoffs being decided, but Joe Burrow's 100% out, and we know the Bengals aren't going to make the playoffs. So he's done. He's eliminated from the quarterback playoff picture. And then you look at the Buffalo Bills, and Josh Allen was considered a top-five quarterback in the NFL, I think, pretty easily. Right now, they're on the outside looking in, and they have to go probably 4-2 and two to make the playoffs, and they have a tough schedule. So going 4-2, and two, Josh Allen might not be in the playoffs this year. Right now, is that the direction you think it will go? Yeah, I would predict that Buffalo does not make okay. the playoffs. But I, I, I would say 50-50, but I'm leaning towards okay. them not making the playoffs, okay? And then you look at Justin Herbert. They're not going to make the playoffs. The Chargers – They'd have to go on a, on a, a somewhat, not miracle run, but they'd have to win 
out almost to make the playoffs, would you say? I think they can take one more, one loss. more loss, but that's about it. So my question based off of this is the AF- AFC quarterback playoff picture looks a lot different than we thought before the season yeah. started because you've eliminated a lot of Burrow and Allen were considered top five quarterbacks in the NFL coming into this season, and Herbert was just on the outside looking in, and it looks like all three of those guys won't be there. I totally hear what you're saying. Can I ask, as a counterbalance to that, does Tua staying healthy and the potential emerging star of C.J. Stroud make a difference if they make the to playoffs? To me, Stroud... And I, I know this is a weird addition here, but Sean Payton, if those two were to huh. make their way into the playoff picture in some way, would be exciting to me. I think Stroud, yeah. Stroud's a, a fascinating, fun story that's really exciting right now. And we'll talk a little more about him at 1 o'clock and some advice that he got along the way. But like Sean Payton and the Broncos, if they were able be able to make it, would, I don't know about Russell Wilson, but Sean Payton's story would be very interesting to see if they were able to slip in there and knock the Browns out. So how surprised are you that the AFC quarterback playoff picture will not look nearly as good as we thought it would before the season started? So surprised. If you told me at the beginning of the year that both the both Burrow and Allen were probably going to miss, I'd be like, how? All right. Name the top three quarterbacks in the AFC that will most likely make the playoffs. I mean, this is pretty easy. It's I'm, Lamar, yep. Patrick Mahomes, and Tua. Yeah. Okay. And probably not in that order, but. Right. Yeah, right, I but, would go Mahomes right now, Lamar, and Tua. Okay. Ooh, I might switch two and three. I don't know. But I hear you. So we know the three top quarterbacks in the NFC, and it's really not any close. It's it's Dak, Hurts, and uh, Purdy. Purdy. And I'm not, whatever order you want to put them in, those are the top three. Which is a better three quarterbacks? I'm going gonna, gonna to go with the AFC, but I do think it's close, whereas. Man, Mike, last year or even the years before, if you expanded this field out at all, it was a just destruction for the AFC in this. Corey, same. Yeah. You think the AFC still better? Those three guys, Mahomes, I think it's Jackson, and Tua better than Hertz, Purdy, and Dak? Uh, I get one of the reasons I would say Mahomes, Mahomes sliding back a little bit. I know it's weird to say because at any point he can turn, he can do his thing. But it does feel like that it's it is closer than it it has felt in a while. All right, so I'm not trying to get the power rankings in here. I think that's yeah. later in the show. But if I look at San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas, and that's the order I have them, I'm giving you my order. It doesn't have to be your order. What team in the AFC is going to beat one of those teams if they make it to the Super Bowl? Would would all three of those teams? My kind of question is: Would all three of those teams be favored in the Super Bowl? versus let's say Kansas City or Baltimore. I don't or think, Miami. I, I mean I'm not you can pick whatever. I don't know team. about Kansas City because Kansas City wins Super Bowls. Okay. You know, like it's just the feeling that they're once that they get that in that game, they have that all taken care of. I, even though they didn't against Tampa Bay. Miami and Dallas are really tough because if they both make it to the Super Bowl, then the one big knock against both of them has been Hey, can't you beat can't beat teams. anybody good, yeah, but if they right. make it there, I think both of those teams are very well. But that point of also like the Cowboys might not beat the good teams in the what two times they yeah. had to do it yeah. this year, but they've destroyed the bad yeah. teams. So I guess what I'm Arizona. what I'm throwing out there is my <laughs> yeah. shocking statement is which I didn't think going into the season at all that 
the powers in the NFC rather than the AFC at Thanksgiving? I mean, we're right past Thanksgiving. Would you feel like right now I would pick San Francisco to beat all the teams in the NFL? Honest. I mean, we'll see. They're favored at Philadelphia this week. So at least Vegas feels like they're better than Philadelphia. But I will say, I think I'd pick Philadelphia in a playoff game to beat all the AFC teams. I know they barely beat Kansas City and they didn't like blow out Buffalo, but they just beat two of their. I know Buffalo's now out of the playoff picture as of now, but I, I think I'd pick Philadelphia to beat all the teams in the AFC in a neutral site playoff situation. I think I agree. I because think those, I would with Dallas, too. I, I think those teams are more well-rounded. So while I put slight edge to the quarterback power still at the top of the AFC, I give edge to the NFC teams at the top. Yeah, of it's, a, it's a coin flip whenever you get down past three teams, in my opinion, Mike, and that's Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. Lions would be the next one for me, and that's kind of power ranking-ish. And it's a coin flip amongst all the other teams in the AFC if they could beat the Lions. I feel like those right. three teams could do, could, could do Corey, it. Corey, you just led me into my next question. You were inside my brain right there. I have there. done that before. All right. This is mostly for you, but, Kevin, obviously I'd like for you to comment on this too. How far down the list of contenders has the Lions gone after these last two weeks? Um, ooh, That has been kind of tough. I would say if I was having the, I had them as like outside. I had them a fringe contender still, but I thought they were good. Um, but I still think their secondary is so bad. So I'll I'll still put them in like the seven eight area for for contenders for the actual championship. There are only really five teams that I think can can really rock this thing. Yeah, I I'd, I'd probably put them at eight or nine, depending on how you feel about Pittsburgh and Cleveland. They would be in with that group. But I, I think the top seven are... I, I have them kind of in the Jacksonville I range. I can see that. So, like, they, they, they it's a lot of things have to work for them. So, you think the top six are well-defined then in what other whatever order in terms right. of Baltimore, Kansas City, Miami, Philly, San Francisco, Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then there's that group of Jacksonville, who, by the way, could still figure out a way to get the number one seed. Detroit, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, maybe, is your next group. I, I can live with that. With And when I look at the – the here's the thing, though. When I look at the NFC, Mike, and I look like at, the, at the teams on the bubble, the Packers, Rams, Saints, I feel like the stronger bubble teams are in the AFC with the Texans and Broncos and Bills. For sure. Those are stronger bubble teams sure. that are right there to make a big mo- uh, move and push at the end of the season. I definitely here. agree with that. All right. Have you guys paid attention at all of – Kyler Murray coming back. Yeah, he has three rushing touchdowns in three games. Okay, so I'm glad you said that. So my question is, who do you think is getting most impressed by Kyler Murray to trade for him this offseason? The Arizona uh, fans, they want to keep him now. Really? No way. Do you think that? I think that I I, I do. I think Arizona's probably looking at it going, you know what? Maybe we do stick around with this guy. You know, the end coming off the injury. Maybe we do try to build around him. I was just wondering because I don't have a high draft. Pick. I don't think Kyler's going to be a Cardinal next year. I know that there's a lot that goes into trading him and the salary cap situation, and I don't know how you manipulate that to make it easier to Ooh, trade yeah. him. But I don't think they're going to keep him next year. So I was just wondering, kind of around the league, Kyler looks pretty good. He hasn't won. They lost twenty-one sixteen to Houston, and they lost thirty-seven fourteen to the Rams. But I was just wondering what your thoughts are on Kyler Murray and how he's come back and what do you think his status is around the league? I kind of wonder a little bit, and this might sound mm. insane, I kind of wonder a little bit about the Bears. I kind of wonder a little bit if they're like, hey. 
they want to go from another one quarterback that takes off running at, at, at any moment uh, they, notice to another one that they think is a better passer. That that is what I'm curious about. And the price to get a premium, they they've obviously priced themselves, uh, you know, in a position where they can make a run at a premium quarterback if they want, or they could take a lower tier trade package and get Kyler. It's Cleveland. Cleveland's like, we're going to, you know what? It's better than oh one quarterback, <laughs> two quarterbacks. <laughs> Holy moly. That would be crazy. <laughs> what about a quick, one more quick question on that front. All right. Anything to green Bay because they structured Jordan love in a space where they could easily get out of it in another year, but they can get out of it out of after this year. Fine as well. Uh, I didn't think of them. My thought was Minnesota. That makes sense too because they just made a trade for Josh Dobbs. Why not the next, the other one? Who they you think they were trying the to? You think they were trying oh. to get uh, Kyler earlier? But then that per- like, puts Kirk Cousins out on the marketplace. <laughs> it's going to be interesting with these quarterbacks that are somewhere ranked between let's say ten and twenty. Sure, uh, you know wherever you want to put those guys, you put them. They're somewhere in that. Like they're not a top ten quarterback, but they're yeah. also not a bottom third quarterback in the NFL. Do you rather have Cousins than Murray then? I would rather have Murray because of his talent and what he can do with his legs. What I think he has a better arm uh, than Kirk Cousins, but I worry about his motivation to play football. Dude, Jordan loves coming along, by the way, with the Packers. What about the Raiders? Obviously, the Raiders are going to need a quarterback this offseason. I, I don't know if they believe that. I think the, Aiden O'Connell is going to get a little okay. bit more of a run, right? Unfortunately, the Saints – Gave up too much money for Derek Carr. Now they're learning no their kidding. terrible lesson there. No All right. No kidding. I know that Aaron Rodgers had some very complimentary things to say about Dak Prescott, but this question is about Aaron Rodgers. Why in the world would he come back now, this year? Yeah, I, I, if to play, to get some reps in before everything. I don't know. Like, just I here's one reason. To prove that his body can heal faster than it, modern science says it should. That's the only reason okay. that Aaron Rodgers, I think he has got enough ego to say, I made it back before. Everybody right. said it would take me until next year, and I'm already back, baby. Okay, so my next question is first me admitting I was wrong. I was wrong about Sean Payton. I was wrong about a little bit about Russell Wilson. I haven't been, like, super impressed watching Russell Wilson, but he's been better than I obviously thought, and I thought Sean Payton was going to be a four- second. or five-win team this year. I would like to second that. And so my question to you guys are, or is, is how impressed are you by Sean Payton and what he's doing in Denver? Did you see Michael Lombardi's uh, thread about Sean Payton? Oh, I did not. It's pretty interesting because, and I kind of want to go detail it a little more. I want to back off of some of the things and go revisit. He's saying that Sean Payton is very Bill Parsian. Uh, Bill Parcelsian, if you want, if you will. My apologies. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. Yeah, Bill, Bill Parson. He's just a Parson. Um, but he uh, he got hurt a lot for the Mavs. It's very much like he's he said it was early in the the tweet was when Parcells saw Parsons. how Sean Payton Chandler. handled the public public humiliation of Fossil taking the plays from him. He gained respect for him immediately because he was like that guy's. I gained respect for how he handled the public humiliation of it all. And then just watching how how he he's been a student of Parcells the entire time. So the patience to with this team to say it's going to work out at some point. I just got to weed out the crap players and find the guys that are willing to play for me. I think that's one of the one of the reasons right there. I I was kind of ahead of it on I was like Sean Payton's a good coach. I think things are going to be all right. I was way off early in the season, but that's coming back now. All right. 
My last question. Have you ever given blood and your whole forearm turned black and blue a few days afterwards? Not a I single time. I think you time. should explore that more in Mike Lyson because I had the same blood, like double blood drawing procedure that you did, and your arm is scary right now, dude. Yeah, dude, you might be turning into a zombie right now. Not that. I'm watching what? The Last of Us, and I feel like this is how it started. The spore got Yeah, those, you got a mushroom growing in your arm, and it's going to come out of your mouth at some point. We're all going to die. All right. Sorry, That's buddy. my football questions. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, Gridiron Gravy. I got a different football question for you. Is this going to be the NFL's next great quarterback rivalry? Let's talk about it next right here on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Deep. And we start with... This is kind of fun. I'm sure you know why, Mike. Both Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen won Player of the Week awards in the AFC. But it's not Josh Allen, the quarterback. It's Josh Allen the defensive player who was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He had a big sack um, for Jacksonville. And then, I remember, he might have had multiple. But just, he did. I just, I just remember one of them being very big, even though Houston did get into field goal range. Luckily, just not Going. good enough. Yeah, he had two and a half sacks in that game, and it's the Patrick Mahomes you're thinking of. But, Corey, I think you not might be more intrigued By the Aaron Rodgers news, is this really happening? The prepare yourself for the greatest football story of all time. Oh, my God. The Jets are opening the 21-day practice window today for Aaron Rodgers. And that means, Kevin, he can start playing today, I think. I don't know exactly how that works. Technically, that is how that works. But the big deal is, this. again, I told you, this dude just really wants to prove that he is better than medicine. He did it. He's done it before. Um, And so he wants to get out there and show I can do something that science can't because I'm a human and my mind is stronger than science. Something like that. But if this dude comes back, the Jets are a good football team defensively. They have miserable quarterback play. It's the worst. I think, Kevin, did we still count? Is it still just two touchdowns in the last 15 games or something from the quarterback? Anyway, point is. (laughs) It feels like that. Their defense can do. Their defense can do it. They're four and seven right now. 
if he was to come back and get this team to nine and seven and get them in the playoffs, it would be the greatest story in football history. Would you vote for him to be the MVP? Yep. Wow. I vote Mike McCarthy. I think it just to too. throw it in Mike Bobby's McCarthy face. for MVP, huh? Yeah, oh my gosh. I like it. I like that. That's just, really good. Just to hurt Bobby. He's feelings. calling the plays, man. He's installing it and calling it, like Jerry tells us each week. Deshaun Jackson has announced his retirement. Let me ask you good, a serious I was like, question. If he's in the league, I had no clue what he was <laughs> That was going to be my question. When is the last time you 100% knew that Deshaun Jackson was playing NFL football? Like 100% you were sure he was playing. Three years? Did he play during COVID year? I don't remember. He did. Okay. Indianapolis, was that like one of his last teams or am I crazy? His last group of teams included the Ravens, Raiders, Rams, and then the Eagles. Oh, he went back to the Eagles? Yes, he did. But... The last time he had more than 20 catches in a season was five years ago in 2018. Just think about that. I don't feel like I'm setting the bar exceptionally high. Luca's rookie year. The last time he had more than 20 catches in a season was 2018. Mm. How long before he uh, pulls his hamstring? Oh, that's, dude, that's what happens. Or he, he leaves his house unlocked and everybody goes in there and steals all his jewelry and money. That's what happens with him, dude. Those it, two things, those are the two things that happen. I do believe that that was a story. Yeah, those two things happen, man. So, yeah, I don't know where you're making that face. I he just, pulls his hamstrings. It felt like you were kicking him while he was already definitely dead. Oh, yeah, he is definitely dead. All right, let's, My apologies. Let's, let me ask you this question. Hall of Famer? No. No. Definitely not is, Mike, you saw it on Sunday. Is there any part of you that believes that Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Stroud could be one of the next great quarterback rivalries? Yes, in their division. I don't know if they're going to be fighting for MVPs. Like the way, I know they weren't in the same division the way Manning and Brady were for a long time. Is that who you immediately think of? That's who I immediately think of. Yeah, I I do. Um, I mean, I I think a little bit about of, they weren't the best because Montana was the best. But at the time, I think of Marino and Elway uh, in that kind of 80s through early 90s situation with those two guys, and they were in the same draft class. But I do think all of a sudden... Trevor Lawrence's reign in the AFC South, which I thought was going to last a good three or four years until whether it was Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, another draft pick. I, I don't know what they're doing in Tennessee, honestly. Um, Will Levis, baby. Yeah. Um, keep doing, honestly, as a Trevor Lawrence fan, keep doing Will Levis. Um, I think that this is going to be a very competitive division between those two teams for a while now. Okay. I'm not. I guess I shouldn't discount Indianapolis because they're playing pretty good football without Anthony Richardson playing quarterback. That's true. You have the opportunity right now. You're Jacksonville. Yeah. You can have C.J. Stroud instead of Trevor Lawrence. Ignore, like, all the ramifications of actual, you know, salary. Who do I think will be better the next yeah. five to ten years? I hate saying this. I lean towards C.J. Stroud. Oh, my goodness. He's playing with all the confidence, man. Like that, like he throws with confidence. Like he and there have been moments where we've seen Trevor Lawrence didn't look confident. What I don't know what reason, but C.J. Stroud's playing like a real quarterback in the NFL. Even though like Trevor Lawrence threw a bad pick in that game. 
But it also, I, I'm making an excuse for him, but Evan Ingram, literally they hooked him and wouldn't let him run the slant he was running. So he threw it where he was going to be, and they didn't call a pass interference. So it went right to kind of the, sa- I believe it was a safety, right behind the play. Uh, at the same time, watching that game, I do think right now, this is really tough, maybe not. I'm wondering if right now Trevor Lawrence is still a little bit better, but Trevor Lawrence is also in his third year in the NFL where C.J. Stroud is in his first year. Because I can't put – some people that are putting C.J. Stroud into, like, he's a top – no, he's not a top five quarterback. He's kind of not close to a top five quarterback in the NFL today. But if you want to tell me next year or even two years from now in his third year in the NFL, you can see him being an MVP candidate, I'm with you. I think he can be. But I think that there has been a little bit too much of elevation of C.J. Stroud into top five quarterback status already. But he's a top ten quarterback right now, I believe. I think so. I, I, I mean, obviously, I need to go to CBS Sports if it doesn't then throw a virus on my computer <laughs> and see the power rankings. <laughs> he, of is play, he, he is playing right now as a top ten in my mind. Yeah, yeah and then that's, that's what I think. All right. I'm with you, but then wh- three weeks ago or four weeks ago, he lost to Carolina. I'm not saying that then takes him out of the that top ten. That was a really low-scoring game, too. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, he does – it's it's the new toy. We love the new toy. Sure. And I'm even saying – I'm being – I'm saying I think C.J. Stroud. I'd, I'd pick C.J. Stroud over Trevor Lawrence over the next five to ten years. But I do think sometimes when we get a new toy, we don't sure. look at some sure. of the faults that it has. No, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Is Name, uh, a, to- name a cool toy. Slinky. Those goggle things that my kids gave up on qu- pretty quickly, those are pretty cool. And I'm like, what a waste of money last Christmas. Why do they give up if they're cool? I think they're cool. I don't know. They're just, I guess they're not as cool as I think. Okay. We might have to pick up toy discussion another time. No joke zone really quick. And this is kind of, uh, you know, I, I, just in case people want to know, is the Alexandra Davis has refiled her defamation complaint against Jerry Jones. You remember last month that got dismissed as kind of a procedural thing. And the judge said, you need to restructure this essentially to have a better shot at pushing this all the way through. So she has refiled her defamation complaint against Jerry Jones and his attorney who said that she's an extortionist and she was lying about this and that. And so she has refiled her complaint it will inevitably get challenged once again by the Jones family, but we'll see if there is anything to this, as obviously he is facing other litigation as well. Let's go from that to the Black Friday football game. Do you think this counts as a success? So the Dolphins-Jets game on Black Friday it dominated all the rest of the viewership, 9.6 million. So that was better than Oregon and Oregon State, which really came up in the world in the ratings this year, and better than everything else sports-wise on TV. So it seems like a win. However, however, that is number 70 out of the 77 NFL windows this year. So keep in mind that takes oh, not, wow. not just prime time, but obviously all the Sunday slots and everything like that. Do you think the NFL will be like, ooh, this was at the bottom of our ratings, or do you think they were like, hey, we already own Thanksgiving, now we're going to own Black Friday as well, from a sports perspective? Man, I think that they want Black Friday. I do, too. I think it's they good, want all this the good days. enough. 
I mean, because you saw you saw Kevin how much I love Tuesday night football uh, and Wednesday night football. We got it every day. Those are my favorite nights. Uh, and so, yeah, I think they want that same thing where they're like, let's see how we can get all that back. Is this number good enough then? Is 70th out of 77 NFL windows good enough, or are they going to be like, hey, let's I think they're get a going game. to keep it, but does college football do better? I don't – you probably don't have no, it. No, 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 I, I do. So th- one of the best college football games was Oregon, Oregon State, and that was at 4.1 million. Texas and Texas Tech got 3.4 million. And so it was by far and away the best. Then they'll keep it. Okay. Even if it's low for them, they're like, it's still the best. I do think it's good, though, to have it as an afternoon game because isn't, I mean, maybe this is just too local for me, but isn't like Texas versus Texas A&M again now on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, going to blow some Miami Dolphin New York Jet game out of the water here. Frequently, probably frequently, they will they would hold that game or did hold that game in the past at eleven in the morning. Oh, really? So, yeah. Why did I think it was a nighttime game? No, it switched because for a while it was Thanksgiving night, but then they would also have it in the oh. morning. Like I went to a couple that were Friday morning at like eleven in the morning, and they don't so, have to worry about. Ohio State, Michigan, that's always a Saturday. Saturday. But I do think the Texas-Texas A&M game, you don't want to go up against that one in a weird way. Maybe I'm too local. I I just wonder if nationally they're like, no, we're fine. We might lose this state or these markets, but nationally we'll be all right. I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.